Oh, yeah. There we go. Welcome to the Parrothead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledorf. I'm Patrick McDonald. This is your podcast for all things Jimmy Buffett. And this year, Ryan, was certainly all things Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Yes, it was, because it was all things nothing else. It was. Jimmy really, when the whole world shut down, he took a step forward and he said, I'll keep going. He soldiered on and he gave us a lot this year. And so we have to take some time to sit down and talk about everything. Yes, uh, very big year for Buffett. Very, uh, I I don't want to call it. A, I mean, I guess it was a big year for the world. A strange year, a terrible year. Yeah. Uh, throw any adjective you want into that sentence, and it yeah. works. You know, I might be the first person to say this, but this was, you know, uh, unprecedented times. <laughs> Really? You think it was unprecedented? Yeah. Interesting. I've started saying that I think this time period is unprecedented. I know that's kind of crazy to say. (laughs) (laughs) And I I haven't heard anyone else say that. No. (laughs) Yeah. But I think we're living through unprecedented times. I think so. I think you're you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. Um, I'm sorry to blow your mind so early in the episode. <laughs> I know I blow your mind usually near the end of every episode. <laughs> You're going to be sputtering and stuttering the rest of the episode. I'm so sorry. Um, This is our 2020 year in review episode. Uh, We're going to go through uh, the big, big events in in our lives, uh, the big things that Jimmy has given us this year. Um, But before we dive in, Patty, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, man. You know, I'm just I'm just thriving. No, I uh, I I moved into a new place. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about that briefly, but I moved into a guest house. I used to live in a guest house. I moved to an apartment, and now I'm back in a guest house. Uh, I don't know if you know LA culture. You know that a guest house is a bit of a a, a being struck by lightning situation. It's yes. hard to get a guest house because it's usually you have to know somebody who who is like, come on and live in my backyard. Um, <laughs> so. By uh, some great strokes of luck, I found myself back in a little house behind someone's house, <laughs> which is the way I like to live. And I will you say- You and I are both You and I are both guest house boys. You are a guest house boy as well. Yeah. Yes. It's a nice life. It is a nice life. It's cozy. Yeah. It's cozy. It's very cozy. I have, I found a little couch. I have a, an oven now. My house has really come together, and this is the first time I've really cared about the place I've lived, mm. and I'm like really designing it and working on it, and I have a loft above me that I turned into my closet, which I'm very Okay. Into. But I have to tell you, there's a bit of a critter alert. First of all, two critters, actually. 
I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago on the podcast, I talked a lot how uh, a lot about how I thought I was being followed by owls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was my. You know, everyone in their in their late twenties goes through a I'm being followed by owls phase, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So, so there's definitely an owl back here. I hear an owl every night. Ooh! But I'm being followed by another critter, and that's a raccoon. I found a raccoon <gasps> next to my house last night. It was in the tree. I was walking outside, and I looked over, and he was literally in the tree next to my house, very close, like maybe five or six feet from me. Wow. So we got we got a we got a raccoon out here, and I'm really excited <laughs> about it. Well, you know the thing about raccoons is they're uh, notoriously just not nice animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the other thing about raccoons, which I've Googled multiple times, is they have a life expectancy of four years. <laughs> oh, my God. So you could be in it for the long haul. <laughs> I could be in it for the long haul. But for them, pretty short. In the span of my life, pretty short. Yes, but that's that's true. That's true. In this, but if that raccoon was just born and then lives here for four years, and I live here for four years. That would be, <laughs> be really intense. So, well, that's exciting. Tell me, have you have you named the animals yet? Do they have personalities? I haven't. No, I haven't really got the personalities yet. The raccoon yesterday was like when I caught him, taking a lot of photos of him, and he looked over at me like, "Hey, what's up? Oh, how's it going?" And I kind of started talking to him like, "What's up, dude? How's it going, dude? You want some chips, dude?" Like, I for some reason turned into kind of a bro. So he feels like kind of a broy raccoon to me. Okay, all right. Um, so I don't know what his name would be. Dustin, maybe. Dustin sounds like a good raccoon name. Okay, I would go with Dustin. Yeah. So the raccoon's name is Dustin. Okay, great. And the owl, we don't know. No, no, not yet. Not yet, anyways. No, not yet. So, but yeah. I actually live basically right behind the Universal lot, and there's this giant untamed brush behind my house that connects the universal lot to my house. There's a really old barbed wire fence that I can just jump over. Uh-huh. So I've gone back there. It's really scary, but that's my new goal is to sneak into the universal lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have snuck into the Hollywood Bowl before. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> Probably my 2020 highlight to be honest. Yes. <laughs> so I think you could do it. I don't I don't know how much they're protecting the universal lot these days. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I got to if we shut down really hardcore again, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but I have to get a machete out there and hack away at like a bunch of the brush and stuff. I've seen some of that brush behind. Like, I, I know kind of where you're talking about. It's yeah. very thick back there. It's really untamed. And it's really, yeah. there's so much leafage. There's leafage on the ground. And so it's this kind of deciduous, you know, uh, decay down there. So when you walk, it, you really sink in. So anyways, a lot of exciting adventures in my uh, new little abode. <laughs> We're having some fun, and I'm excited, Ryan. And that's that's we got to find the adventures where we can right yes. now. Yes, and so I'm, absolutely I'm grateful to be moved into a place where adventures are literally at my doorstep or on a tree above me. You know, that's re- yes. really the exciting part. What are you up to, Ryan? Uh, I'm good, buddy. I I'm trying. You know, I feel like uh, uh, I, I I feel almost like I lost a year of my life with 2020. Yeah. So in 2021, I'm committed to getting a year back, is <laughs> okay. what I told myself. <laughs> Are you going to live two years at once? I Well, not like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel I feel like in 2020 I uh, I became a little unhealthier than I would have liked. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I we're we're at home. Uh, we're not doing much. Maybe you know we're having one extra beer. Maybe we're eating uh, Domino's too many nights out of the week. Yeah, yeah, Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So uh, I I'm excited in 2021 to try and not do that anymore and try and be a little bit better, a little bit healthier. Oh, great. Um, Nothing wrong with being a little healthier. And I think I think that's a very relatable and understandable place to be in. I think we're all feeling like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of my goal for for next year. And great. then outside of that, like in in 2020, it's been, you know, like everyone else, just a series of ups and downs. Um, one of the ups, we got a new a new puppy. Yes. Uh, Bodie. She is uh, quite a handful. Um, turns out uh, we found her one weakness last night. Do you know what it is? Oh, gosh. Uh, soap operas? What? <laughs> mylar balloons really she's scared of them it's just terrified <laughs> <laughs> Ter- wow her i had i had to sit on the ground with her last night for no no joke like 15 20 minutes just petting her trying to calm her down because she was just shaking <laughs> was it one of those like uh aluminum looking balloons yes wow yes. she was shaking she was she did not like it one bit oh my god Bodhi has a weakness she has a weakness she's so. literally punched me in the ass before so this is exciting to hear she's a little shithead <laughs> she's a wild woman and we love herself she's crazy she, oh my god she's she's the best but she's literally a, a crazy person yes um <laughs> she is so. absolutely insane yeah, yeah. So that was one of the, uh, I, I guess you could say, highlights for 2020. <laughs> we um, found my dog's weakness. Found my dog's weakness. A highlight. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great uh, way to look at it. Like next year, kind of gaining what we lost. I think that's a good. Yeah. That's you think that's your kind of resolution. I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, because you know, I I don't want to, you know, look back and say like oh i kept up with the same habits because they've definitely turned into habits yeah yeah um and you know i've i've caught myself a little bit along the way making you know some unhealthy kind of decisions uh so like i know i have the mental capacity to be like hey let's just full force go in next year and just make some changes yeah um so that's kind of what i'm looking forward to nice i love that yeah yeah um what are you what are you listening to right now? Ooh, okay. So I am listening to this playlist that was made for my birthday that I'll probably be talking about forever. But it's, you know, people put their own favorite songs on this playlist, and then I've been just breaking down. It's it's currently at eighteen hours and seventeen minutes. Oh my so gosh. There's a lot, a lot of of music. But one of the songs that I really, really love that I'd never heard before is this song called All Hands by Tim Baker. Have you ever heard of this song? No, I don't think so. Okay, so it's called All Hands by Tim Baker. I don't know anything about Tim Baker, but this song, when I heard it, it just blew me away for some reason. I was like, this is just a brilliantly made song. So I wanted to uh, offer it up to everyone as a huge recommendation. I love it. Let's give it a listen. All Hands by Tim Baker. 
night in my troubled mind I go back to those summer times A boy in bed, all the windows wide You can hear the hot rods running from the light From the light into the dark That's all I wanted in my cousin's car Listen to the wind and to the lead guitars And feel the red clays running over your heart Now is that gonna lose it all in me? Can I go back and have it all again? Well now And they're all great. Yes. <laughs> What's to come? I cannot say. But the mainland calls to take me away. Could take my life away and I die. I'm only going back to those valley black nights. Come from the light into the dark. That's really good. Isn't it great? I, I was trying to listen to it today and try to figure out why I think it's so satisfying, and I think it's the build. Mm. I think everything, it, it's little parts that get bigger and bigger and bigger, but as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, he sings higher and higher and higher, so it just feels like this amazing crescendo. It's brilliant. I'm just blown away by it. <laughs> That's really good. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's a good song. I gotta. I don't know much more of what Tim Baker has done, but I think I got to get into it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's a great one. So that's All Hands by Tim Baker. Ryan, what are you listening to right now? Uh, have we on this show ever talked about Jack Antonoff? I think we have talked about Jack Antonoff. I mean, we love him as a producer. He's a brilliant man. I think I brought him up for mostly the chicks when I was really obsessed I, with the Gasler album. I, I, I think you're right. I think that he is – he might be one of the uh, – uh, best songwriters i think around today he's Absolutely. written he's written a lot for taylor swift i think he's written for Katy perry yeah, uh, lord. Worked a lot. lord exactly yeah he's written a ton of great songs um he uh was also in the band fun um but recently over the past couple of years he's been doing stuff with his other band called bleachers which oh yes they have their debut album was called strange desire i think which came out in 2014 2015 uh it's phenomenal it's a really really good album um he has a new song that he did with bruce springsteen called chinatown have you heard this no i haven't heard it i didn't know he did a song with bruce 
Yeah, it, I I think it just came out pretty recently. Wow. Um, but it's really, really, really good. Uh, and it's got a really good thud. Um, so uh, I'm going to play know, you it. You know we love a, th- a famous thud on this podcast. We love a thud. I'm going to play a little bit more of it than we usually do. Um, okay. But it's a great, great, great song. This is Chinatown by Bleachers featuring Bruce Springsteen. Let's give it a listen. I think similarly to your choice, just the build of this song is so just grandiose and uh, and really kind of methodical too. Like he takes his time with it. Yeah, it's really amazing. And using that that old Bruce, using his voice as a like as an asset. Yes, and absolutely. Kind of like, it, it's perfect, and that kind of like kind of like raspy scream paired with that like kind of chime I think yeah it's amazing and like the, the the sound too is very reminiscent of like 
early Springsteen. Yes. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, it's it's a great song. I don't know if the album has come out yet or not, but uh, Bleachers, got to check them out. Really, wow. really great Chinatown stuff. with Bruce Springsteen. But it's specifically a Bleachers song featuring Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, yep. Wow, that album is going to be insane. I know. I'm looking forward to it. Wow, that's so good. Wow. I know. Great yeah. find. You too. Wow. Great stuff. Uh, so moving right along, uh, I, I I think in terms of Buffett news, we're going to talk about Buffett news pretty much exclusively. Yes. So should we just kind of dive in? Like what, what are some of the yeah. big things uh, in our mind that has happened this year in the world of Jimmy Buffett and the world of Parrotheads? Well, Ryan, before we get into that, I wanted to give some Parrothead podcast news because we got we almost got an email. Ooh, we almost got an email. We almost got an email, and I actually think it went through, and I think we did get an email. And it was really exciting. It's really great. I have a great question posed by one of our listeners, Greg Gorley. Hello, Greg. And I wanted to, hello, Greg. Thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, And he sent a great little email to us. So he wrote, hi, guys. I just finished listening to your episode about the release of Songs You Don't Know by Heart. Really enjoyed it. At one point, the question was posed about if there was anyone else who got to live their life just as themselves and was successful in a wide variety of creative and commercial endeavors. And your comments caught my ear because I had just been thinking about the same thing over the last few weeks. I had just recently finished reading Three Years in Wonderland by Todd James Pierce about the creation of Disneyland and was listening to songs you don't know by heart while sipping wine as I prepared dinner for my family. When does this, what does this man not do? Greg, (laughs) (laughs) multitasking masterpiece, (laughs) listening and reading and cooking and eating with family. When the realization popped into my head that Jimmy Buffett was to the late 20th and early 21st century version of what Walt Disney was to the early and mid 20th century. Wow. Walt was a competent artist, though not a great one. Jimmy is a pretty good guitar player and singer, but not a great one. Respect. We, we know he means that out of love. Jimmy, yep. don't be upset. Yep, yep. I know Jimmy, our only <laughs> listener. Both really wanted to expand the limitations of the creative artistic fields they enjoyed and were drawn to and to be successful and creative. Both had failures and both worked hard and forged ahead to get though beyond those failures and to put the lessons they learned to good use in becoming successful artists and entertainers. Both knew what makes a good story and both knew how to use the tools in their own toolkit to find other talented people to help them tell their stories and bring real enjoyment and happiness to a lot of people. Both were what I would call nostalgic futurists, appreciating certain positive aspects of the world that they'd known growing up, but were fascinated with technology and how science and engineering could allow them to bring entertainment to people in new and amazing ways. Both were masters of marketing and monetizing the creative storytelling they produced to allow them to put on even bigger, better, and more creative shows for their audiences. Both of them were always learning and evolving and coming up with new ideas and making those ideas become real in the world. Both of them always over-deliver in a world filled with people and companies who consistently over-promise and under-deliver. And we love them in part because they always outdo our expectations. Anyway, just a thought. (laughs) Wow! One more thing, if you ever have a chance, do yourselves a favor and spend the day at Walt Disney Museum out in Presidio in San Francisco, out on the Presidio in San Francisco. It is incredible and amazing, and I think you'd both really enjoy it. Take care, and thanks for the fun podcast, Greg Gorley. Greg, what? I I don't know if we've ever gotten such a thoughtful, impassioned email. (laughs) 
it was incredible. That's, this man I, is clearly a genius, and my question is, why are you listening to us? <laughs> In terms of intelligence, he knew that Lulu was Jimmy's sister from day one. You know what I'm talking about? Like, he knew. <laughs> uh, that is the, the idea of comparing Jimmy to Walt Disney is... As you said, genius. That is incredible. So I, I would have never, I, I would have never thought of that. That's exactly right. I think it's it's spot on in every single way. From like creating your own, taking your own ideas and building an empire. That's exactly what Walt did. Yeah, that's exactly what Jimmy did. I mean, it's brilliant. It's so smart, and both of them had the tenacity to kind of follow their joy. Yeah. Follow what they wanted to do, uh, but still be unique and genuine uh, to themselves. Yes. Uh, can, can you submit someone else for a TED Talk? <laughs> <laughs> because I think we need Greg. Greg, to do you're this on the top of our list. Slides. I mean, this is brilliant. <laughs> we'll call it a parrot TED Talk. Parrot TED. <laughs> <laughs> the parrot TED Talk. That's so good. Wow, that yeah. blows my mind. Yeah, it is one of the most astute observations I've ever seen about anything in my life. So, Greg, thank <laughs> you for sending that to us. Thank you very much. He, he sent a follow-up email as well, where he just said, "Just listen to the Mac Mac, just listen to Mac McAnally on the Margaritaville podcast. Jimmy is clearly just like Walt Disney." Uh, I have not listened to that episode of the Margaritaville podcast, but I guess we need to link into that. So I guess so. Uh, wow. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> Some great food for thought. Honestly, Greg, we're stunned. So yes. thank you so much. <laughs> um, and then I have one little tiny piece of Buffett news as well, or of, of some fan news. Uh, our buddy Paige writes, who we've been charting, watch, listening to us. You know, yes. she's been catching up with us and she finally caught up to us, heard our messages. Welcome to the present, Paige. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. But she did let us know that she voted and because she voted, she deserves a Marvin Gardens name. You're absolutely right. Uh, we did let anybody know that if you voted, you can send us uh, your your proof of uh, of voting, whether it be your sticker or your receipt from your uh, voter registration. Um, so if you still have those, feel free to send them, and we will give you a Marvin Gardens name. Yes. So, Paige, it's not too late, and of course we're going to give you a Marvin Gardens name, and it's time for that right now, I mean, what do we know about Paige? She sent us that wonderful email about listening to Jimmy Buffett, going to the concert to memorialize her mother. She's a wonderful, wonderful person, and we're so happy she's a fan. So uh, let's see if I can pick myself a name real quick. Let's see. I have... Okay, I got mine. All right, I got one. Okay, okay. Paige writes your... Marvin Garden's name is, should I go first? Yeah, you go first. Your Marvin Garden's name is Trafalgar? Park Place. <laughs> <laughs> Trafalgar Park Place? Please tell us what Trafalgar Park Place does. <laughs> yeah, I would wow, like that... to know what Trafalgar Park Place just, like on a Sunday afternoon, what are they doing? <laughs> what is Trafalgar Park Place doing? Trafalgar Park Place feels like an artful Dodger kind of character to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Trafalgar stole my pocket watch. 
He's got like a twisty kind of mustache. Yes. <laughs> yeah, tr- yeah. Trafalgar is a bit of a shady character. Yes, I would say so. Uh, well, that's be. that's great. Thank you, Paige, and thank you for voting. Um, yeah, really, really great stuff. Great stuff. Thank you, Paige. We're so happy to have you. Um, and please, everything you send from now on needs to be a full dissertation on <laughs> whether or not <laughs> Jimmy Buffett is or isn't another popular figure in American yes. history. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, uh, but Ryan, let's get to it. Let's get to that damn stuff. Let's talk about Jimmy this year in 2020. Yeah. So I, I think the big thing, um, certainly I, I think the first big piece of news that we had getting a phone call okay that's me (laughs) (laughs) hello (laughs) patty is that you oh hey what are you up to (laughs) i'm just hanging out doing a podcast (laughs) oh cool Uh, me too really (laughs) yeah well gotta go (laughs) um i i think the first big piece of news that we got this year was early on when uh jimmy had to cancel his usual tour that's right this was the was this the rest of Son of a Son of a Sailor Slack Tide? I believe so. I yeah. believe so. Yeah, this was uh yeah, like uh version 2.0, I guess you could say of the Slack Tide yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah. Um we we found that out pretty early on. I feel like Jimmy was pretty quick to sort of cancel dates. And of course they, they were canceled up through a certain point and then uh the rest of the dates they just kind of wiped them off. Yeah. The map. Um and they just slowly they all disappeared. Yeah. yeah. And then we Dove right into the Cabin Fever series. Yes, he was. I, I, I will say that Jimmy has been very quick, quicker than most, I would say, mm. to adapt to this new kind of environment. Jimmy adapted and thrived in this environment, which shouldn't surprise us. He is a resilient, creative person, and he's also a resilient businessman, clearly. Yes. Because he knew exactly how to capitalize it on this. I think there were a lot of people in this year that said, well, Nothing's going on. I can't leave my home, so I'm not going to do anything, right? I'm going to just, like, be home with everyone else. But I I think Jimmy's such a workaholic that he had to keep doing some stuff. I think so, too. And, like, uh, like doing something like the Cabin Fever Tour, which uh, were rebroadcast concerts uh, done on Radio Margaritaville and I believe uh, the uh, Margaritaville TV channel online, um, it was YouTube, a yeah. great a great way to do it, like visiting, revisiting some of these classic concerts that were clearly curated. Um, I, th- I think it was was amazing. I thought it was great. And he picked some of the greatest hits, and there were some weird ones. There were some different types of ones that I hadn't seen. There were some great uh, concerts that they replayed. So yeah, it was let's cool to pop into those. Let, let, let me let me go through the list real quick of the shows that were a part of the Cabin Fever virtual tour. So we had starting on March 25th. So this was only like a couple weeks mm-hmm. after the shutdowns. Uh, we had Key West. Uh, we had uh, uh, the Gorge in Washington State. We had Fort Worth, uh, Honolulu, uh, Paris. Uh, we had Los Angeles from 1999. Yes. This was, I believe, the uh, New Year's show, if yes, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Australia, uh, Mansfield, Massachusetts, Bora Bora, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, Wellington, New Zealand, um, and then uh, a a kind of smattering of Far Side of the World shows. 
uh, Dublin, Key West, uh, and that go uh, and that went through May 9th of this year. So a lot of shows to kind of catch up with. I mean, he really decided, like, yeah, if we're all going to reruns, I'm going to pick my greatest hits. Yes, and we're going to keep this going. There wasn't a there wasn't really a profit involved. This was like a we're just going to keep keeping keep our parrot heads engaged right we're gonna keep allowing them to enjoy what's going on as a distraction for the world yes absolutely because i Um, certainly know in the beginning of everything it was really hard like there was that uh luck reunion that i watched that he uh he wasn't involved with but it was about willie nelson's thing and it was so depressing because it was a bunch of performers performing by themselves and that's the first thing that made me cry being like wow the world has changed yeah there was so much fear back then Mm mm-hmm and I feel like there still is fear now, but it's more of like an aggravated anxiety. Yes. But then it was like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. I yeah. Think that's going to be something that I don't know if we'll be able to explain that emotion ever again. Yeah. Well, we talked a couple weeks about uh, a couple weeks ago about how once we're back to normal, whenever that is, that this. 2020 is all going to feel like a weird shared dream. You know, it's going to be so weird. I feel like in conversations, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I've been, you know, I've come to this place like for eight years every Thanksgiving. What was I doing before then? Oh, well, had to take that year off because of quarantine. But anyways, like it's going to be stuff like that where you're going to be like, what was that? Oh, I was doing nothing. Oh, Right. right. Nothing. And then, yeah. So it's like so crazy. It's nuts. Uh, But Jimmy kept us busy because after this virtual tour uh i believe shortly after this virtual tour or maybe during it uh we got life on the flip side yes he did not slow down he told us you're getting an album in 2020 and he gave us more than one but that he delivered on his brand new album yes that he was did. so exciting and this was a really good album too this is like we, we talked about it on the show a back to basics kind of album for jimmy yes um, and it was back to basics with the classic nostalgia, but it was also very lighthearted and silly. Yes. <laughs> and that was very huge silly. for me. You know I love weird, silly Jimmy. That's Absolutely. my favorite type of Jimmy. Absolutely. Um, so do you have a song from Life on the Flip Side that you want to uh, that you want to pinpoint? Oh, man. I mean, there's so many, but I feel like the one that is going to stick with me Oh, there's two, Ryan. There's you can two. pick two. You can pick two. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna first say, uh, Cussin Island. I knew of it. Course. I knew of you were course. gonna say Cussin Island. Of course. Of course. And then I'll give the other one an honorable mention if you don't pick it. Okay. Perfect. Uh, let's give Cussin Island a listen. <laughs> If your kids sing along I hope you don't misconstrue This could be my Waterloo If you do And I know The same thing could happen to you Cruising down the coast of Panama With my kids Snorkeling with the stingray 
a sudden heaven turned into hell If you dare to venture out on the ocean It's unavoidable to face some commotion My kids were fighting on the foredeck What the hell would Huck Finn do? Hey young lady, did I just hear you call? Your brother a stupid little shit You know you're not allowed to use those words now Apologize, lickety split That's why I'm taking you to Cussin' Island Headed this boat south I think you should know that's where I met Cousteau And we will work on your potty mouth <laughs> It's so good <laughs> It's so good Also, so he met Cousteau at Cussin' Island Yes, yes <laughs> So do you think Cousteau had like a Uh a really dirty mouth? Uh, or, or at least knew how to clean a really dirty mouth. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> I just love the idea of Gusto being like, look at this fucking fish. <laughs> swimming around looking at this fucking fish. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like really trying to intimidate them a little bit too. He's like, you fucking fish. <laughs> You stupid little fucking fish. <laughs> like splashes the water really hard. <laughs> Jack, you're trying to film him. You're trying to film that fish. Look you at stupid this stupid fucking, fucking fish. fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about Cussin Island, man. Oh, man. I know. Don't go to Cussin Island. It just starts happening. <laughs> That's so funny. If you had one cuss word that you could like they're like you're gonna go to an island and you can shout one cuss word really loud which cuss word would you pick <laughs> uh i would say shit because <laughs> <laughs> you can do it so many ways yeah shit yeah, yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> what about you <laughs> i don't know i kind of want to uh, uh, ass <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> Areola. <laughs> no. Ass. Ass! 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 It's a good thing you live in a guest house now. I know. <laughs> it's good. I actually, I actually went back to my old roommates just for this. Okay, great. <laughs> so she's she's over there. Oh, good. I'm like, what's up? Oh, Man. fun. So um, fun. Ryan, what is your uh, number one song or the song that you'd love to reflect on today. The song I would like to reflect on today is uh, a really, I I like this song a lot. This one's great. Uh, It's Hey, That's My Wave. That was my number two. (laughs) Was that your number two? I thought it might be your number two. I knew it. (laughs) This one's great. I love this one so much. Me too. Uh, And it's got a comma in it, so you can, you you have to read it. Hey, that's my wave. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love oh an instruction gosh. in a title. So Well, and I love the full ensemble in this one too. Absolutely. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> let's do it. It used to be so easy. Life was so well defined. Walk to the beach and ride the ocean Any place, any time The 
ocean's always been my mother Salt water is the perfect cure But now my home breaks on a website That's got me thinking Ecuador Hey, that's my way Surfing is my life Swell starts rolling Parts of people dropping in Turkey lots full of new pickups and beamers I want my mornings back again Hey, that's my way Surfing is my, my life, life. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> mentioned surfing is his life yeah, yeah. we've talked about a we, lot we find out that he's he's actually a big identity he has now is not that he wasn't a surfer before but he really identifies as a surfer this year yes absolutely yeah um can we jump to those that's my waves at the end oh yeah yeah <laughs> i gotta hear the whole crowd come in and, yes. and whisper there that my waves L- laughing style <laughs> that's here we go wave. that's my wave here we go that's my way. I'm on the plane to Custom Island. Let's all be gay. Hey, that's your way. Hey, Jimmy, that's my way. And and shout out to the the writer of it, chiropractor, Dr. Glenn Goodman. Yes. I always forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Friend of Jimmy, chiropractor and songwriter, Dr. Glenn Goodman, who pitched it out on the water one day. That's so great. (laughs) So it's respect. Absolute respect. You know know art when you see it. And I like that Jimmy is open enough for someone to be like, hey, you should record this song. <laughs> what what a mind blowing thing for just like as a chiropractor to be like, wait, really? No, I was just kidding. <laughs> you you don't you don't really have to do this. It's like, I no, man, kidding. let's record the song. That'd be fun. No, he did it. And and the thing is, the key even met him on the ocean, but the chiropractor's wife, who's also a chiropractor, is the one who saw Jimmy. Yes. So crazy. Man. What a crazy I gotta world. find that kind of chiropractor. <laughs> uh patty what else happened this year in the world of jimmy buffett oh my gosh well we had that and then of course we had the opening of the margaritaville resort in palm springs 
Yes, that's going to be very, very exciting. That's going to be very exciting. I know it's open now. There's a lot of restrictions, but we're excited for when that fully opens because we have to go, Ryan. We got to go. We got to make we gotta it We got to go there. for at least a night or something. Yes, absolutely. We do it. Um, and then, of course, uh, we had one of our favorite things of the entire year, bar none, is Songs You Don't Know By Heart, the series, the Instagram series that then later turned into the album. Yes, yeah, that's right. This was uh, a a bright spot in a a pretty dark year. Um, was. This was uh, I I loved seeing this. If you haven't caught up yet, uh, the songs you don't know by heart series is uh, a, a, an Instagram story series uh, or uh, an Instagram series directed by Jimmy's daughter Delaney, where uh, I believe it started with just a tweet, right? They went out and asked Parrotheads, what are some songs that you don't get to hear a lot at concerts anymore? Um, would love to get some feedback. Yeah, and they kind of got... asked that on Facebook. They asked that on Facebook first, yeah. Yeah, and, and they got thousands of responses, right? Yes, like 10,000 or something like that. That's crazy. So a yeah. bunch of people were like, hey, we like this song, we like this song, we like this song. They compiled sort of uh, all of the big ones together, and they made this video series directed by Delaney where Jimmy told a story about the song and then played the song acoustic at the end, and it's great it's so good it's exactly what i wanted this year it's exactly what i want buffett to be doing um and then on top of that he turned it into an album a studio album incredible incredible i mean it was a perfect that's what we've been saying for years we wanted that next thing to show people the sensitive sweet songwriting focused side of jimmy that we know so well and this was exactly what we were looking for yeah, Speaking absolutely. Selfishly, <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, uh, the the video series we still haven't gone through it all the way yet. We're taking our sweet time with it, but we'll We're we'll, our time. we'll get there. Um, yeah. But the stories have been so uh, unique and uh, uh, just uh, emotional too, because like watching them, watching him tell these stories. You know, Jimmy having this decades-long career meeting so many interesting people along the way he has he's got maybe the best memory of anybody that i've ever seen (laughs) he really does i think that's like one of the key elements to being a storyteller as well yeah is just knowing moments and memorizing feelings and vibes and details and he just has all of that you can tell that in his songwriting and you can tell that when he tells the stories. They're Absolutely. brilliant stories. Absolutely. Um, so go check that out if you haven't yet. But in terms of the studio album, uh, Patty, did you have a specific song in there that really resonated with you this year? Oh, my goodness. There were so many. Uh, but I would probably say the one that I keep coming back to. I actually was listening to this whole album this morning. But, man, 12 Volt Man was really incredible, but I'm not going to say that one. Uh I think the one that really stuck with me from this album was Cowboy in the Jungle. Ooh, Cowboy in the Jungle. That's a really good one. It just really impressed me. I just, I don't think I'd given that one a lot of attention. And and as the acoustic version, I thought it was brilliant. Let's give it a listen. Cowboy in the Jungle from Songs You Don't Know by Heart.
There's a cowboy in the jungle And he looks so out of place With his shrimp skin boots and his sheep shoes His skin's as white as paste Headed south to Paraguay Where the gauchos sing and shout But he got stuck in Porto Bello When his money all ran out Now he hangs out with a sailor Night and day they're raising hell And his original destination's Just another story that he loves to tell With no plans for the future He still seems in control From a bronco ride to a ten-foot tide He just had to learn to roll Roll with the punches Lead off of his hunches Made the best of whatever came his way What he liked in ambition He made up with intuition Plowing straight ahead Come what may It's so, so good. And the, the, the brilliant part about this album is that it allows you to listen to these songs in a way that you hadn't before. Yeah, it's incredible. Cause, and also when you tweak the production, you can start hearing things you hadn't heard before. So the lyrics take more meaning and the guitar specifically, you can hear the kind of idiosyncrasies to it. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think that was like the, the uh, interesting part about not just making an album filled with acoustic songs, which would have been very easy for Jimmy to do, but to, um, to, to, to really take time and focus on these songs that, you know, people might just, uh, kind of skip over, not really listen to because, you know, the hits have already been played. These are songs that are usually sort of in the back half of albums. Um, so to hear some of these really, uh, 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 been given new life, um, was really really great yeah i really loved it what's one of your favorites ryan from this album one of my favorites and this goes back to what i was just saying um this is a song that i never really paid much attention to uh but it's my favorite on this album and now i've grown new appreciation for the original studio version uh it's something so feminine about a mandolin really wild card i love this one so much and he does a really interesting thing with it um let's give it a listen something so feminine about a mandolin It was late in the evening, just a few of us picking, but the lady she played so easy and fine. 
And the chords that she strung were so tastefully clever. They planted this song in my mind. Cause there's something so feminine about a mandolin. The way that they feel, the way that they ring. Just to see slender fingers moving so quickly. so good it's really really good it's really just stripped down uh bare bones it's perfect it's beautiful i mean it's it's also a song about falling in love with music i think which yeah. is so cool where it's like oh that's this little thing that everyone does but i have become like attracted to this thing right like i'm attracted to this passion i'm drawn to it i think it's beautiful it's great it's great so um, what a year, Ryan! What a year! Uh, we we made it through. <laughs> we made it through. I can't believe it. I I want to look towards the future. What do we think twenty twenty one is going to hold for uh, Jimmy Buffett for us for the world? Man, I I hope we're back into some form of concerts again. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, but I I'm hope nervous. I think get... concerts might be closer to 2022, especially with the older set. You know, yes. this is a big risk. If a Jimmy concert comes back too early, that's a risk. And I'm really happy that it's clear that Jimmy knows that. Yes, absolutely. I I hope you at least get a glimpse of what that could look like. Yeah. Um. Just a, a a promise of that coming back. Uh. That's yeah. that's my big hope. What about you? Yeah, I think that would be great. I, I think there's going to be some really interesting engagement probably from Jimmy. I, it seems like his his team and he are really focused on continuing to grow within this. You know, they're clearly workaholics and they clearly want to keep doing stuff. So I'm excited to see more creative opportunities from them. Maybe some smaller sessions where he performs in like really small venues, like a hotel cafe style place. And with like, you know, 40 people that were all tested, you know, yep. that would be really cool to see some stripped down versions. I mean, he's poised for it. He's introduced Acoustic Jimmy, you know? Absolutely. I mean, once we have Acoustic Jimmy, I think we're now we're activated, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, well, uh, thank you to everyone for joining us. Um, this was uh, a, a crazy year for everyone, but uh, you know, I, I I think we're we're all coming out on the other side, looking for a more hopeful 2020. So hope everyone has a very happy and safe New Year's. We will see you all in 2021. Yes, thank um, you for sticking with us. We really appreciate it. I'm glad we're all around. You know, I'm <laughs> glad we we did it so far. We got some ways to go, but uh. Hopefully we can do what we can to stay positive through it. And I think now that we see the end of the tunnel, hopefully, I think um, I think we're going to be all right. Absolutely. So until next time, I am Mayfair Marleybone. I'm St. Charles, Tennessee. Have a great, Have a great week. week. Meet, Meet you, you at, at the end. Bye-bye. Hello. Never got a grip on penmanship 
could never make the small L's flow. Seldom found a trick to arithmetic. Three plus two before pa. But as for some palm trees or tales from the South Seas, and I just might turn your head. Never had the clout to knock one out, but hitting is the name of my game. Stranded on third as the coaches convert, so close to that first claim to fame. Just give me that steel side, and I'll make home a lady mine, and I'll just my turn. My name is Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.